Welcome to Essays and IPAs, presented by CDI Studios. Hi, and welcome to the live casino and hotel for the CDI annual holiday party. Here we are. Beautiful. Two very handsome gentlemen here with me today. The Kyles, as they're known internally at CDI. Uh, we're going to have a really awesome chat today, I think. Uh, and, and I think, you know, we, we got to start off with a little house keeping right so obviously our normal host is missing Mm. um so we've been reviewing the data and it just it just hasn't (laughs) been working out um and every time kyle and i are on the show ratings are sky high sky high so uh all joking aside mom uh, mike's uh, under the weather so the show must go on so here we are um in the live casino and hotel um it's gonna be a big party tonight uh we have a live band um yeah it's gonna be a really really great time um we're in this kind of mobile studio thanks spence out in the booth for uh setting us up out here in the casino i wanted to do a live on the casino floor but you know they probably won't allow some, yeah they just were like uh it seems ridiculous but you know here we are nonetheless um before we do get started though kyle i i, I brought some uh christmas gifts for you oh. here so I, I, if you guys don't mind i, I do enjoy a nice christmas gift. yeah 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 so I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take take the escalator down. <laughs> oh God, better be good. Ooh, so okay. here we have a Kyle Mullen oh. candy cane doll. This is great. You can you can either give it to your your new son, which you know, congratulations, <laughs> Kyle's you. just become a father. So thank you, you very know, much, John James Mullen. John James, my son, um, he's a beautiful kid. Yeah, so this is amazing. Uh, or you can just give it to your dog. That is, is, that would work as well. Um, Thank you. But yeah, that's. Is like, there anything else? Yeah, yeah. I figured I'd have to bring. I'd have to bring something that's that right would like here. smooth over giving you the weird candy cane. So I brought you oh. a nice, nice bottle of wine. You like red wine, so this is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. nice. So oh, I'll take it out. See that? Uh, I nice. didn't know you were going to be here, so I didn't bring you anything. It's totally but, fine. Uh, you know, I would have brought you the cowboy hat so you could totally officially finish off the rip look from that's Yellowstone. Right. Um, anyway, so we're here today. Um, I think we were going to talk about kind of like a, the progression, right? And, and I think a lot of us look at our careers and we think, okay, wh- where do we come from, right? It's, it's a part of your story, if you will. And, and I think the more I thought about it, the three of us have a lot in common, but we also have some things that I think are, are, are unique and, and variant in the, in the conversation, right? And, you know, obviously, I think I'm the oldest one here. So I started in a different era, right? So you could look at that as one. I think you guys are very close in age. You guys kind of started in the same at the same time frame. He's far bigger than I am. He's far larger. <laughs> we should have gotten you one of those stools. I need a little stepping stool. <laughs> like like so uh, my mustache up. <laughs> There's a lot of facial hair on this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm wearing cowboy boots. So I'm like three inches taller than yeah. I normally am, which this is, is not helping you. This is awesome. Um, well, at least we didn't put you in the middle. That would have been worse. Um, so anyway, like, uh, you know, I, I really got started in the late nineties and, and, and more on the operation side. I, and I, I dabbled along the way as I transitioned into kind of like, you know, the, the solutions architect land, or back in the day, we, we used to call sales engineering. Um, there was still quite a bit of hands-on work and it was very, very focused and specific. Like the, everybody kind of had to have a PhD in whatever their specialist yeah. Yeah, specialization was. Um, so I don't know, like Kyle, why don't, I, I know your career has been this Kyle, um, your career has been pretty heavy with CDI. I mean, you've spent most I'm pretty of, heavy, all of my your entire career, career the entire what, how many years is it now? 14, 15? I think what's today's date, December, what we're the sixth, January 4th will be 16 years full time oh out of goodness. college. 
2009. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, I think we talked about this on one of the earlier episodes, if not the first, right? I I was uh, an exception at CDI. There were no internships. I was at college. We do internships pretty well now. Now we do. Right. Back then it was a disaster. It's improved a lot. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I was interning. I was basically help desk doing password resets, laptop imaging here. And then uh, I really liked the people, the culture. I loved my manager at the time. Um, And I said, hey, listen, this is a place I want to be after I graduate. I was going for a bachelor's in engineering and didn't want to do the coding and the development sitting behind a desk. Took a technical consultant role here at CDI. Did that for about three and a half years. Uh, right when VMware started getting hot back then, right, 2010, 2011, right, when everybody started virtualiz- virtualizing their servers. And then I jumped into account management role, got the, the sales skill sets up to par, if you will, and then uh, jumped over to this under uh, SA under your team. So yeah. it's been a wild ride. Yeah, and so for you, Kyle, the other Kyle, your, your journey is a little different because you spent a bunch of time in this kind of like specialization realm mm-hmm. as it relates to ServiceNow and now a much wider skill set in digital in general, but um, talk, tell us a little bit about like, you know, I think you always kind of had that goal, right? Yep. You, you, your goal in mind was always to kind of get where you're on the track that you're on now. Not to right. say you've, you know, kind of finished where you are, hopefully not. No. Um, <laughs> we'll work on that. Um, but in all seriousness, you, you kind of had a, a long-term strategy, right. which I think co- the, the, the dichotomy here is, like your strategy was more, I wanted to stay at this company and, and find the right role for myself, not That's fair. necessarily having the end in mind. Your kind of strategy was more with the end in mind and then, a, you know, as a jumping stone to go forward, probably further in your career, right? Yeah, so my, my background, similar to Kyle's actually, um, I was doing whatever I could out of college to get into an IT field, the IT field somehow. And I landed a job as... Um, a help desk technician. So my first exposure, same thing, help desk tech. Um, something I don't think is talked about enough from that role that, that I actually didn't realize until a few months ago when I was talking to my old boss was I learned a ton of customer service experience in that yeah. role and dealing with challenging customers. Yep. In that role, it was physicians, doctors. I worked for a healthcare organization. So you know, being able to kind of keep your cool in, in situations where you're dealing with challenging people, which is what we sometimes deal with in our jobs. Of course, yeah. It's a skill that I didn't sometimes. even really attest back to, you know, that role. But it's, I think I got a lot out of, out of that moving into the ServiceNow experience that Rob mentioned. Um, I was sort of a platform owner, did a lot of the development on the platform, uh, managed it for a while. Um, I was never a great coder. I, I knew that wasn't something I wanted to do. I was really good at uh, speaking with the, the business stakeholders within the organization and understanding their technical challenges, taking that back to the really smart guys yep. and, and being able to articulate that and then kind of solve that business. Did, did you feel, because not like, you know, not to interrupt you, but I think it's a salient point why you're, why you're kind of at this point in your career. I also worked in a, not a help desk, but uh, my first job, I was lucky enough after a couple of internships to land in like a level two help desk, mm-hmm. which was more of the, inf- you know, infrastructure and, and, and software related versus like people, right? Um, the, the customer service side of it. But we still had, you know, CIOs and everything calling, calling us. And I always attribute, and I've definitely said this on other podcasts, nobody watched them if Mike was hosting, but <laughs> if he wasn't, then you might have heard it. Um <laughs> The uh, the downtime that that came with that job because I wasn't necessarily like you know had users calling me all day they were like users of the platform or or the software um, and, and in my case it was all 
you know, servers and, and, and storage related. Um, I had a lot of downtime to study and I, right. and I kind of like guilt trip myself into being like, well, I didn't study enough of this when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, college is such a wide, broad experience that you don't really, unless you go into like secondary, you know, like go for your master's or, or, or like a PhD, you never get into like really studying that much more than you force yourself to. There's nobody saying like, well, you got to take a test on Friday. Right. So I, 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 guilted myself into taking all these tests. So I, I guess the question is, did you feel like that point in your career, other than the customer service experience, did you have like, did you have that kind of like, I got to, I, now I really got to buckle down and study. Like I, I felt like it really kind of gave me a kick in the pants when I, when I started my first job. Absolutely. Um, for, for me, you know, college was, was tough to focus in general because I played sports. Mm. And when I stopped playing sports, I was like, I don't really have my why anymore. It took me a while to get that back. What, sport, what sport did you play in college? Basketball. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I would have guessed football, wouldn't you? I would have absolutely I was a lot smaller in high school. What, buck 85 soaking wet. Shooting mm-hmm. guard? Yep. Mm-hmm. Shooting guard in mm-hmm. high school. Yep. How's the jumper today? Spencer. It's pretty it's pretty rusty. <laughs> it's it's it feels like we need, we should have had a, a little mini basketball. Like we could have done like a little side thing like they do on like Still Jimmy Fallon time. where yeah. these guys take jump shots. Right. We gotta For up our time. production. We For gotta up time. the production. I'll come up a three point shooting contest. Three point shooting contest in the parking lot of Port Zebony. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um but yeah, so after I, you know, after I started working there, um, I did have a lot of downtime. I worked second shift for a while, so I had time to study. Uh, my boss actually approached me about the job. She said, hey, I think your personality, you'd be really good at managing this platform. So she kind of pushed me into it. Um, and, and I knew I wasn't great at certain things. So I, I took the time to learn JavaScript. And then I was trying to learn the ins and outs of the platform. And I started to find things in college that related to my job that I didn't have before because right. I didn't have that experience. So yeah. um, I, I got you know pretty, pretty proficient at the platform. It's something I really enjoyed. Um, I wanted a, a team put around me. So what I'm doing now is kind of what my aspirations were back then. Right. Um, it wasn't in the cards at the time. The company wasn't fully bought into to that strategy yet. So I started looking elsewhere. Um, so I job hopped a couple couple places, um, did implementations for a long time. So did did implementations for a couple companies uh, on the delivery side uh, before making my way to CDI. And, uh, my first exposure at CDI was as a service delivery manager on our next gen practice. Right. Um, so more with delivery. Brian Del Cid. Exactly. All right. So Brian Del Cid, so everybody knows was recruited as a platform owner. When, when we first started building the practice, I was kind of charged with going out and finding SAs mm-hmm. and I had this philosophy and, and Kyle and I had been through this a bunch beforehand, obviously we very mature data center practice for years before that where we had a lot of discussions about, well, do we just go try to find somebody who's got all the experience we want? And we really challenged ourselves, I think, at that moment to say, well, let's prove the model actually works yep. and let's go find somebody who's got a customer experience. And, and and really, for me, it was story. It was yep. like, yep. and Brian came to the table with a really good customer platform. He, he came from Striker, I think, if I'm yep. not mistaken. And... Um, you know, so very massive environment. And I was like, listen, we're the part of the value to you coming in and doing this new role is we're going to teach you what you talked about before, um, what you got kind of thrown into the fire as a sales rep. That's how you got a lot of your sure. sales acumen. Um, we've now, both of us have kind of learned, and I, and I think as you as well, we've, we're learning to teach people that whether they're coming from a delivery role, which we've been talking about it kind of ad nauseum, um, whether they're coming from a client and, but they have the right they have the right stuff, I think. Yep. You know, they get up the right personality. Um, but I think we've got a really good methodology now around, and maybe on the next podcast we talk about it, but, um, you know, the, the the our ability to take an outside platform owner 
and and help them realize their story, express that, and then become consultative to other people. Um, over time, you just become like really good at it. Brian Dell said a great, great yep. example of that. And he went on to take on the next gen practice at CDI, which is our managed service around service now, consumption-based yep. you know, well, uh, delivery that, model. That's partially because we kind of built that culture on the team, right? It's a very collaborative you know, mentality, right? We're not incentivized to you know, compete against each other, I right. guess, from a financial perspective. We're incentivized to work together, sell the same stuff, sell the same outcome. So uh, that helps from an enablement perspective, right? We've almost created this farm system. We're able to take really anyone at the company, take a look at Teeny, right? Where she was coming yeah. in right out of college as a business development representative, which is essentially a junior sales rep, right? And she determined, hey, she was very, very good, mm -hmm. right? She was one of the, you know, the best She's presenters. She's really organized, right? You know, and um, good student, I would say. She determined that, hey, maybe sales isn't for me, but I wanted right. to be at CDI. She wanted to remain yeah. here. So what did we do? We took her over. And put her in, uh, you know, an associate role on a light, you know, a Microsoft licensing solutions architect. She had no idea what. I asked her what kind of computer she had. I said, "Do you have a Mac or a Windows laptop?" She said, "I don't even know." Oh my! I'm like, goodness. all right, so we got some work to so, do. I mean, if that doesn't if that doesn't prove, <laughs> yeah, that we can train anybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, now, but she's. She I think. I think you know. Again, like we joke around, but what you said is is the point, and the point is she had the right stuff, right? She she had the drive, and right. and I think organization. You guys both know, I admit this all the time. I don't even know, you know, how I've gotten this far because I'm not that organized, like compared to some you other people, here. compared to some other people, right? Like in my mind, things are organized and, and, and I think, you know, I, I have a lot of data that I, you know, kind of play with, but I'm not good at like taking, like, I've never been a note taker in meetings. Mm -hmm. Like I've never been like a big note taker. I only write things Man. down that are like, I can't forget this thing, Right. Um, but generally speaking, I don't, you know, I, I, I listen intently. I don't sit there writing the entire time, um, which, you know, at times, which is bad. It's not good. <laughs> no, but I've surrounded myself with really great organizational leaders and, uh, no, it's, 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 it's good. I think, but she's AI. an extreme example, right? Like she's, no, she's listen, really organized yeah. exactly. and it, it, that's what is getting her where she wants to go faster. Yep. For me, one of the things that, that drew me to, to pre-sales in general was, you know, the company that I worked at in the beginning, I had a very siloed use case of business, right? It was healthcare. It was the way that that company did it. And I wanted to supercharge that. Yeah. And I wanted to get into a, um, a partner model where I was doing implementations for multiple yeah. customers, touching all yeah. kinds of industries. But even in delivery, you're only touching the projects that you win, right? Sure. And so you, there's a, a larger subset, but it's still smaller than what we get to touch in pre-sales, right? We talk. Yeah, it's to, a very it's a multiple usually customers. an iterative task. You're going in doing right. a specific set of tasks. You're right. Leading, right now, you're actually consultative. You're talking yep. to people, understanding their their problems and their requirements, and yep. they're actually putting something together. So yep. it's cool, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to look at it that way because I think as I say, is it's easy to take for granted. That we get so much exposure yeah right and and it's funny we were, we were actually out last night we had a, a an event yesterday in the office with um our delivery teams and afterwards we went out for dinner and we were talking we got talking to some some people at, at the bar and they were asking us about our salesforce um practice and um one of the first questions they asked me was like well what how are you verticalized and i was like well we're not and here's why and a big part of the conversation was exactly what we're talking about right here. The collective experience, the collective, um, 
you know, kind of taking all the experience from seeing it all, what you start to realize is everybody thinks they're kind of like a unicorn or a snowflake, yeah. but there's so much overlap and commonality in, yeah. especially in when we're talking about platform software delivery. Wow, you, you brought it all back after... 16 minutes. That's pretty good, right? Full circle. Yeah, that's, that's not, not this, being so, But this is an example. Jack, you're supposed now. to run a podcast. I know you've been on the other ones yeah, I don't know. where that's it's true. just kind of- Mike, take note. Yeah. You brought it full circle. <laughs> yeah. You know he's going to be watching this. Oh, yeah. Intently. <laughs> Intently. So just um, sweating. But, it, you know, what we're talking about here, I think, is is kind of the why we do the podcast, right? It's like we're trying to come up with- explaining to the world people that want to become essays people that are already essays people that maybe are just like hey this podcast looks like it might be interesting it's about tech and there's a lot of boring podcasts out there where they talk about the actual products or you know things like that like we would have just been podcast one million in that group and and we wanted to do something different which is more philosophical more leadership kind of conversations and, and i think that's what we accomplish every single time what was I mean, this thing how much was it? How much was this thing? I don't. I don't remember. I, what, I bought... what did you search to find you know, an elf I'm... that you could put a face on? I just. <laughs> I don't. Wait till you see the one I got. Is it a dog that. toy? It. I don't think it's a dog toy. What is it? It's. It's like a. It's. You're supposed to sleep with it. Oh, nice. You have a nice tan. Oh, it's more a baby. <laughs> Give it to your baby. Oh, John James can. He can sleep with it. Sleep with daddy. <laughs> yeah. Daddy. Um, what is this? A jester? You know, I'm gonna jester. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how how I found it. I got Instagram targeted. Oh, so. <laughs> You know, we all sit on the couch at night and and scroll and scroll and scroll. And I keep getting hit with this stupid, this guy <laughs> holding himself like, and I was just like, that's it. Hey, it just reminded me of you. Of course. <laughs> of course. I figured that's so right. I, you know, that's fantastic. I clicked. And once well, you click, you. then you're dead. Like yeah, they're going to get every 10 minutes. You're getting the, Imagine you know, me and the guy like putting cane. this in Photoshop. He's like, this is, this is absurd. <laughs> And I, that was like the best picture that I had of you That's, facing forward. Every other picture I have of you, you're making some like it's a weird face. Or I love it. I'm too close to you in the picture. I think I'm gonna put it in my bed. You should. You should. You should. Al, I mean, Allie's gonna love it. Let's, she is gonna love it. She's gonna love it. And I expect one in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> which should happen. That we'll take. Fun, we can, There's a white wall over there. We'll take like prison photos That's of you before <laughs> before we leave, and uh, I'll get you one. They they have a lot of choices. I mean, it's not just oh. elf. I thought it was like a Christmas special. Oh, you special. can become a potato. There's all kinds oh, of... Oh, you got to be a potato, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, I, they might even have a Yellowstone one. Right. Yeah. For a little yeah. cowboy hat on them. That would work. Tiny little cowboy hat. So, all right. I know you're not partaking in the beer. It's pretty early. I don't know why we are, but we are. Um, I guess it's essays and IPAs. So, what do you think about this Iron Hill Brewery? I know they're... I think this is, they're from Exton, PA. Yep. What do we got? They're, it's they're the Philly uh, favorite they're playing, IPA. Yeah, they're playing the, the Philly favorite, uh, PHAV, so they're playing off the Fanatic thing, mm. right? Spencer. Six I'm not a Philly seven. guy. Oh, no. I'm not a, I'm Philly, not a Philly guy, guy either. I hate Philadelphia. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to say I hate I hate it. Philadelphia sports. Uh, um, the Eagles. It's I'm Sorry. Gonna a, I'm going to give it a five out of 10. Five out of 10. That's, That's really I probably low. would not go back and get a second. Wow. What do you give it? Um, I mean, it's rough when you're drinking a six points. Like to me, a 6.7 IPA is like my first drink of the day is probably not what I would normally choose. Um, I like the can. The can, can, the can is cool. It's got a, like a pretty cool, the Eagle kind of looks like you, you're not gonna be able to see that, but there's a Liberty Bell and a, an Eagle. Oh, we, we didn't say what it was, did we? Philly favorite IPA I by did. Iron Hole Brewery. Did we say that? Yeah, I did. And it's 6.7 uh, alcohol. 
I'm, I don't know. As I age, my ABV tolerance is coming down. Whereas I used to seek out the 8% double IPAs and all the mouthfeel. Now I'm like, ah, can I just have a Miller Lite? (laughs) Um, So maybe we'll change the uh, name of the podcast to like essays and light beer. American lights. (laughs) (laughs) Essays and lights. Um, So you said five out of 10. I'm going to go. I went 5.5. I I, I think this is a very generic beer. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah. It's very generic. It's a little malty. Um, it's definitely got some bitterness to it. I'm I'm going to go a little higher than five, just out of generosity to Iron Hill, and give him a six. Nice, make a six out of ten. I don't do the points. I'm I'm a whole number guy on ratings. Number, yeah. We got ten to choose from. I can't imagine what a one would taste like. Um, probably have to be mead or that something would, that like that. A, that would be a sour. Yeah. Or, oh. <laughs> I hate sours. We, we, he, we had sours on one of the shows, and he was like, "It's <laughs> like this is a zero. zero. Get this hack my zero face." Yeah, um, I don't know. I enjoy I enjoy the sours. I think the can gets a seven. Can, the can nice. the can bumped it up for me. Yeah. Definitely, can is cool. <laughs> but I saw this in 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 the. I mean, Hold on. I'm with, what do we got? What do we got for the next one? I'm no, with, keep talking. I'm with Kyle. Like I I'm I, I would see Philly, and that would detract me <laughs> yeah. immediately. But otherwise, I'm you know I'm all into the architecture rocky boxing gloves i mean they're never gonna let that movie go nope all right um kyle the taller kyle thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast absolutely a lot of fun we're gonna get do this one next out there sooner than later i gotta go freshen up with my (laughs) velvet jacket on and get ready for tonight you better have gifts for the best dress contest again what are you in the best dress contest again i heard you're singing tonight i'm singing that's what I heard. I, I heard we're doing a a contest. I mean, I think it was, was it for children. What was it? What was it for? For children? You do <laughs> something for children? I thought we. I saw yeah. I saw an email like there's going to be a, some singing contest. Like I when yes. I heard that I could have swore well, like I, you would have signed. I know Steve Pick is singing. Is he really? Yes. That is. I think wild. Mr. Falcone will be playing the guitar. And Come on. I've heard that maybe <laughs> his daughter might make a. No. a Surprise appearance and uh, saying, I don't right, know. That's going to be interesting. Though. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to, I mean, the room starting to look, it's crazy. It's like the biggest wedding you've ever seen. That um, one by, it looks nuts. Yeah. All right. Kyle, thank you. Thank you. Kyle, thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll have to do this again soon next time we see you. We, we got the mobile rig now, so it's ready to rip. Thank you for listening to Essays and IPAs, a production of CDI Studios. Essays is produced by Spencer Grogan and Alyssa Hall. Please like and subscribe to CDI's YouTube channel to stay up to date on the latest CDI content, including videos on our practice areas and our bi-weekly installments of CDI Live, where experts sit down to answer your questions on today's trending technology topics. You can also follow the podcast on your favorite podcast directory.